tonight. Our topic is the topic that Satan hates. The Bible reveals to us that the devil has deceived most of the world, almost the entire world at end time. He did it once already back in Noah's day. In fact, of the more than two billion people that lived before the flood, as scholars estimate, how many were not deceived by the devil? Only eight people. And Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 37, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Evidently at end time, also Satan is going to deceive almost the entire world. So if we discover something tonight the whole world is doing that really is contrary to the Bible, should we be surprised? No, because Jesus said, just as it was in Noah's day, the devil deceived almost the whole world, so he's going to do it again at end time. There's only one thing that will keep us from being deceived, and what's that? That is God's word. Jesus says in John 8, 32. Would you read this with us? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. However, sometimes the truth hurts. But God never sends the truth to hurt us, but rather to enlighten and to save us. And the Bible tells us in Daniel 12, verse 4, that in the time of the end, knowledge will be increased. Now, this is not really dealing with knowledge regarding technology, but this is dealing with an increase of knowledge regarding the Word of God. At end time, knowledge concerning the truths of God's Word would be increased. So if tonight what we look at is new for you, then consider it as a fulfillment of Bible prophecy that at the end time, knowledge would be increased. Tonight, we're going to study the topic that Satan hates. This is a topic the devil would rather you not discover. But you're here, so you're going to learn about it. For those who learn this truth, then the devil seeks to keep them from following or obeying it. You see, the devil doesn't mind if we discover truth. Now, he'd rather we did it. But he doesn't mind if we learn the truth as long as we don't, what? Obey. As long as we don't obey it and we don't follow it. But Jesus said, Jesus said, ye shall know the truth, and the truth will do what? Make you it free. It will make you free. However, the truth will only make you free if you follow it. If you obey it, we've been together now for over a week in our Prophecies of Hope program, and we feel like we've gotten acquainted with many of you. We feel like you, we are your friends. I hope you feel that way toward us. What we're going to share tonight, we share as a friend. This is not an attack on you or your faith or your background. We are sharing this as friends, a friend to a friend. So if the truth hurts... Will you forgive us? Do you want the truth? How many want the truth? May I see your hands? So what is the topic that Satan hates? Do you want to know? Might feel a bit shocking. For some of you, this might feel like a bucket of ice water poured down your back. Are you ready? All right, here we go. We're going to begin in Revelation chapter 14, verses 6 and 7. God sends a message to the world to prepare the world for end time. 
Let's read verses 6 and 7. The Bible says, mark it in your notes, Revelation 14, 6 and 7. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. And do what? Worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. The Bible says worship him that made or created at a time when evolution has become the orthodox explanation of the origin of the world. The Bible says worship the creator. That leads us, that leaves us with this question. Who is the creator? Well, to answer that, we're going to John 1. John 1, verses 1 to 3. In John 1, 1 to 3, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Who's the Word, son? Verse 14 says, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We know that is Jesus. So we know now that Jesus was the creator. And the first angel told us to worship the creator. Here's another text. Colossians 1.16. Put it in your notes. It says, For by him, that's Jesus, were all things created. We know the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit were working together at creation. But Jesus was the active agent, the creator. And the first angel says to worship the creator. Well, that leaves us with this question tonight. What is the sign of Christ's creative power? What memorial did he raise up to remind us that we didn't come from the monkeys, to remind us that our origin was not evolution? Well, let's go all the way back to the beginning. We're going all the way back to the book of Genesis. And while we go back there, we want to ask this question. Why does the week have seven days? Did you know that some university scholars cannot answer that question? Why does the week have seven days? You say, well, that's simple. The reason why the week has seven days is because God made the earth in six days and rested on the seventh day. But if you don't believe that God made this earth in six literal days and rested on the seventh day, then tell us, why does the week have seven days? We can give an astronomical reason why the year and the month and the day have their certain time frame. But there is no astronomical reason why the week should have seven days. And yet around the world, every country, every culture, virtually every religion follows the seven-day weekly cycle as an evidence. God created this world in six days and rested on the seventh day. But what did God do on that seventh day? Well, let's go back to Genesis. Genesis 2, verses 1 to 3. This is all the way back at the beginning. Genesis 2, 1 to 3, and let's see what the Bible says. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them, in six literal days, God finished the work of creation, and now let's notice what happens on the seventh day. And on the, what day? The seventh day, God ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the, the what day? 
the seventh day from all his work which he had made, and God blessed the, the which day? The seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. So God did three things on the seventh day. He, he rested on the seventh day. Number two, he blessed the seventh day. And number three, he sanctified it. He set it apart for a holy use, for a holy purpose. And only God can make a day holy. So evidently then, the Sabbath is a memorial of creation, the seventh day to remind us that we didn't come from the monkeys. We were not, we didn't evolve up. God created us. That's why one professor said, man could not keep the original Sabbath and forget God. I have a question for you tonight, my friends. Does the devil want us to remember the creator God? No, I don't think so. That's why he's introduced the theory of evolution. God, knowing that we might forget, knowing that the devil might seek to lead us to forget where we came from, God wrote us a reminder of creation with his own finger. Let's go notice that from Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11. This is the fourth commandment of the Ten Commandments. And these Ten Commandments are not ten suggestions. They are Ten Commandments. And the fourth commandment, God says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Why does God say remember? Well, we might forget. Sometimes when I go shopping, my wife will say, honey, remember, when you go to the store, remember to buy me some bananas. Ladies, why does my wife tell me to remember? When I come back, my wife says, where's those bananas? I say, oh, I forgot, but I told you to remember. God told us to remember, and what do we do? God. We forgot. The one commandment God told us to remember is the one we forgot. Maybe that's why he said, remember. Now, question. Can you remember something you never knew before? How many of you here remember my birthday? Let me see your hands. Why not? Oh, I never told you. How many of you remember the date when Rome had fallen? What was that date? Four, seven. How come you remembered that? Because you had learned it before. Obviously, the Sabbath existed before Mount Sinai. Otherwise, God would not have said, remember. Let's read the whole verse here. Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11. God says, remember. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. Even the Gentile, the stranger, is to keep it holy. Reading on. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. There you find those same three things we saw in Genesis 2. God rested on the seventh day, he blessed the seventh day, and he hallowed or he sanctified, he made holy the seventh day. Here you see the reason for the seventh day, the reason for the Sabbath. 
For in six days, here's why you should keep it holy. God says for, because, because in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in the midst. God is the creator. And the first angel tells us, commands us to worship the creator God, Revelation 14, verses 6 and 7, who made the heavens and the earth. Worship the creator, that's worship Christ. The Sabbath is a memorial of two things. It's a memorial, first of all, of creation, Exodus 28 through 11. But it's also a memorial of salvation. And you can put down in your notes, Ezekiel 20, verses 12 and 20. It's a memorial of creation and recreation as God recreates his image in us. The Sabbath is a sign of both those, Exodus 20, Ezekiel 20. What the Sabbath reminds us of. Who made the Sabbath? Well, well the same one who made the world. Who was right. that? Jesus. That's why you read in Colossians 1.16, For by him, Jesus, were all things created. And Exodus 20.11 says, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth. And we know that the Lord there is Jesus Christ. So he is the Lord of the Sabbath. So the Sabbath then is the Lord's day. The Bible says the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. Have you heard about the Lord's day? The Lord's day is the Sabbath. You can read about the Lord's day in the Bible. Here's an example. Revelation 1.10, where John says, mark it down, Revelation 1.10, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. What day is the Lord's day? Well, the Lord himself says, Matthew 12, 8, For the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. And another text. This is from Mark 2, 28 and Luke 6, 5. Therefore the Son of Man is also Lord of the, of the Sabbath. So the Sabbath then is the Lord's day. Which is the true Lord's day? Well, to the some people are confused. Which day really is the Lord's day? Some people say, well, it's Saturday, seventh day of the week. Other people say, well, no, now in the New Testament, it's Sunday. And the question is, who's right? Well, let's get our answer from the Lord himself. We're reading from Exodus 20, verses 8 to 11. God says, the Lord says, remember the Sabbath day. Notice it's the Sabbath, not a Sabbath. The is specific. If I told you to bring me a book, you could bring me any book. But if I tell you to bring me the book, you know I'm talking about a specific book. God says the Sabbath day. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And then he says the seventh day is the Sabbath. Everything specific, not a seventh day after six days of work, but the seventh day. So which day is the Sabbath? God says seventh day. The seventh day is the Sabbath. And which day is the seventh day? Well, all we have to do is look at the dictionary, the encyclopedia, the calendar, and we find out that the seventh day is Saturday, called Saturday in English. Sunday is the first day. You can see that also in the encyclopedia or the dictionary. We'll confirm that. Which day then, son, is the Lord's day according to the Bible? Well, evidently, according to the Bible, it is Saturday, the seventh day of the week. But I have another question for you, son. Isn't the Sabbath just for the Jews? 
Well, let's read what the Lord said about it. This is Mark 2, verse 27. Mark 2, verse 27. And I might mention, you don't find the expression Sabbath of the Jews or Jewish Sabbath anywhere in the Bible. Mark 2, verse 27. Jesus said, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So the Bible says that the Sabbath was made for man. Is that a new way to spell Jew? No, M-A-N doesn't spell Jew. No, the Sabbath was made for mankind, and it was given all the way back at creation. We go back to the beginning. We find there two Jews. We're Adam and Eve Jews. No, God gave the Sabbath in the beginning to mankind. It was to be a blessing to man. And something else we should notice here. The weekly Sabbath cannot be a part of the ceremonial law because the Sabbath was given before sin. The ceremonial law came after sin. We learned last night the ceremonial law ended when? Ended at the cross. Not the Ten Commandments, but the ceremonial law ended at the cross. But the Sabbath is not part of the ceremonial law, so it did not end at the cross. The Sabbath is the memorial of creation to remind us of our Creator. It's still binding to today, just like the other commandments are. The Sabbath was made for mankind. Is there something else, son, that God made back in the beginning for mankind? Well, in the beginning, God gave mankind two sacred institutions to be a blessing for mankind. One was marriage, and the other was the Sabbath. Now, I've heard people say, well, the Sabbath, that's just for the Jews. But I've never heard anyone say, well, marriage, that's just for the Jews. Well, if if that, so, we'd all become Jews. Exactly. The Bible gave the Sabbath and marriage to mankind to be a blessing to him. That brings us to the question, what has the devil done to these two sacred gifts God gave to mankind in the beginning? What's the devil done to marriage? You look around, you can see the devil has been attacking the marriage institution. Hollywood and the gay movement, it seems they want to destroy the marriage as an institution. What about the Sabbath? Well, all we have to do is look around the world and see how few people are observing the Sabbath, and we can know that the topic that Satan hates is really the Sabbath. Yeah, you know, tonight, what is the topic Satan hates? Just look around and see how few people observe Sabbath. So Saturday is the true Lord's Day, according to the Bible. Now, here's another question, son. Does it really matter? In fact, somebody wrote in a question. Let me see if I can find it here in my list stack of questions. Somebody wrote in the question, does it really matter what day we worship? Does it really matter? Well, God told Adam and Eve, don't eat from the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Did God mean what he said? I mean, surely God wouldn't cause Adam and Eve to die just for taking a bite out of a piece of fruit. God's not that particular, is he? Well, apparently he is. I guess so. Now, now, some people say, well, I don't have to worry about the Sabbath. As long as I keep one day out of seven, that's enough. Let me illustrate this way. Let's suppose I were a single man, and suppose you had seven daughters. And I came to you and said, I'd like to marry one of your seven daughters. 
Well, if you liked me, you'd say, which one of my seven daughters would you like to have? Suppose I say this, I don't care. A woman's a woman, they're all the same. Just give me any one of them. People say, a day is a day. What difference does it make? If I were to tell you they're all the same, you'd say, okay, you go find your woman on the street. My daughters are special. There's a special day with God, a day that he sanctified, set apart as holy. Now, other people say, well, I keep every day holy. I don't have to... I don't have to worry about keeping the Sabbath holy because I keep every day holy. can't do that and keep the commandments. God did not say six days shalt thou keep holy and rest, and the seventh day shalt thou rest too. A person that keeps every day holy and doesn't work is what? Well, that's a very lazy person. I tell people that say they keep every day holy, you should go out and get a job. God says, six days shalt thou labor. That would be like me telling you, I want to marry all seven of your daughters. That wouldn't work. Now, some people say, well, can't you keep any day holy? Let me illustrate this way. Let's suppose I have up here a stack of seven Bibles. And I tell you, you can have any one of those seven Bibles for free. Pick one. But in one of those seven Bibles, I put ten 500 euro bills. I say, take your pick. Could you get a blessing out of any one of those Bibles? Of course you can get a blessing out of any Bible. But if you want the special blessing, the 5,000 euros in cash, which Bible must you pick? You have to pick the one the money's in. That's right. God did not bless the first day or the third day or the fifth day. He blessed the seventh day, and if I want to experience the blessing God put in the day, I have to pick the day he blessed. I've had people say, when I started keeping the Sabbath holy, I've been blessed in ways I was never blessed any other day. Well, of course, God didn't bless those other days. Now, other people say, well, I keep the Sabbath in the spirit. I keep the Sabbath in my heart. I don't have to worry about the letter of the law. Well, son, let me illustrate it this way. Let's imagine a young couple. They've gotten married. They've been living together a while. They're lawfully married. And one day the wife discovers her husband's having an affair. And she confronts him. He says, well, honey, I still love you. Don't worry about the letter of the law. I still am thinking about you. And I'm in bed with that other woman. I'm still thinking I love you too. Would she, should she accept that from her husband? Ladies, if he's not keeping the seventh commandment in his actions, he's not keeping it in his heart. And it's the same with all the commandments. If we're not keeping the Sabbath in our actions, we're not keeping it in our heart either. So, son, what's the answer to the question? Does it matter? Well, evidently, yes, it does matter to God. That's why he wrote it in stone. Now, some people say, didn't Jesus change the day? Well, if he did, we would want to keep the day that Jesus kept holy because the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 2.21, 1 John 2.6, he is our example. A Christian is called a Christian because they follow Christ. So whatever day Christ kept holy, we would also want to keep holy. 1 what? John 2 verse 6 says we're to walk as he walked, do what he did. What day did Jesus keep holy? 
Well, let's read the answer from Luke 4, verse 16. Luke 4, verse 16. Put it in your notes. And he, that's Jesus, came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. It was Christ's habit, his custom, keep the Sabbath. However, Jesus healed people on the Sabbath. And because he healed people on the Sabbath, the Jews said that he was breaking the Sabbath. The Jews also said that he blasphemed. Did Jesus blaspheme? No. They said he had a devil. Did Jesus, was Jesus demon-possessed? No. The Jews would help an animal on the Sabbath, but they would not help a fellow human being on the Sabbath. And so when Jesus helped people, healed people, they said he was breaking the Sabbath. He was not breaking the Sabbath. You would not find Jesus in the carpenter shop on the Sabbath. But he would help people on the Sabbath. And Jesus said that he kept his Father's commandments. John 15, verse 10. Jesus kept the Bible Sabbath holy. And Jesus tells us in John 14, verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. How many of them? How many commandments are there in the Ten Commandments? There are Ten Commandments. In That's the... kind of a dumb question, huh? And the Bible tells us in James 2, verse 10, For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. The devil does not care which commandment you break as long as you break at least one. Because then you're a lawbreaker. Can we be sure, son, that Saturday is the seventh day of the week? Can we be sure of that? Yes, we can. One of the best ways to be sure is by the Bible. For Christians, this is the best way. On which day did Jesus die according to the Bible? Well, the Bible tells us he died on Friday. Don't let anybody try to convince you he died on a Wednesday or some other day. He died on Friday, and we can prove that. That's why every year we have what's called Good Friday. Let's read this. Here it says, Luke 23, 50 to 56. We won't read all of that, but you can put it in your notes. We'll just read verses 54 to 56. Bible says, in that day was the preparation and the Sabbath drew on. So that was the day they prepared for the Sabbath. It was Friday. And the Sabbath drew on because the sun was approaching the horizon. And that's when a day began biblically when the sun set. Reading on. And the women also which came with him from Galilee followed after and beheld the sepulcher and how his body was laid. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandments. According to which commandment? According to the fourth commandment, the commandment where God says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Here we have Christ's followers after his death keeping the commandment according to the commandment. So apparently the Bible Sabbath is the day after Friday. That's the God's holy day. And let me ask you, who else was resting that Sabbath? In the tomb, Jesus. After completing his work of creation in the beginning, Jesus rested. After completing his work of recreation, redemption, we might say, Jesus rested. Even in death, Christ kept the Sabbath. The next question is, on which day did Jesus rise? Well... Sunday. That's why every year we have what's called 
Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. That was, of course, on Sunday. Let's read that from the Bible, Luke 24, 1 to 3. Mark it in your notes. It says, now upon the, the what? First day of the week. Which day? First day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, that's the tomb, the grave, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, the tomb, and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. Why not? Because he had risen. What day of the week? First day of the week. You may have seen a calendar that started with Monday, first day, and ended with Sunday, seventh day. Is Monday the first day of the week? No. If those people that say, well, we, we should worship on Sunday because Christ rose on that day. Well, if he rose on the first day and Monday is the first day, we should keep Monday holy. Nobody comes to that conclusion. Biblically, the first day of the week is which day? It is Sunday. That's the day Christ rose. Here are the order of events in Christ's crucifixion. Friday, preparation day, he was crucified. He died on Friday. And then the next day, he rested in the tomb on the Sabbath day. We call that today Saturday. And then the next day, Sunday, the first day of the week, Jesus rose from the grave. Please notice which is God's holy day. It's right in between Friday and Sunday. That's the day that God calls holy. And Luke wrote his gospel more than 35 years after Christ's resurrection. And he doesn't indicate anywhere that at that time they were keeping Sunday to honor the resurrection of Christ. It's interesting that no change has happened in the weekly cycle. From the very beginning, the weekly cycle has never changed. They changed the calendar. In fact, the, probably the biggest change was back in 1582, where they added 10 days to the calendar to get it into sync with the solar system, with the cosmos. They went from Thursday the 4th to Friday the 15th. Did that change the weekly cycle? No. Every four years, we change our calendar, don't we? We add an extra day to this month. February is not this year. <laughs> but every four years, we add an extra day to February. Does it change the weekly cycle? The weekly cycle has never been changed. Just as the seventh day of the week in the beginning when God created the world, seventh day, Sabbath, Saturday, it's the same today. There are at least five ways to identify the true Seventh-day Sabbath. Number one is the Bible. This is the best way. The true Sabbath is between Friday and Sunday. Number two is the dictionary, the encyclopedia, which will tell you Saturday, seventh day, Sunday, first day. And then number three is the calendar. Calendar will usually tell you that Sunday is the first day and Saturday is the seventh day. At least all the religious calendar, every church calendar from every church, every denomination starts with Sunday, ends with Saturday. Number four is the Jew. Ask any Jew, which day is God's holy day? And they'll tell you it's Saturday, seventh day of the week. And then number five is the languages of the world. 
This is an interesting one because in more than 140 languages of the world, the seventh day of the week is simply called Sabbath. What is it in Tagalog? Sabado, which comes from Spanish, Sabbath. What about Russian? Bolton. 140 different languages, seventh day of the week is simply called Sabbath. If you're speaking Tagalog, you know right away from your very language which day is God's holy day. I know in English we have Saturday. That makes it a little more confusing. But you know in your language which day is God's holy day. But son, shouldn't we keep Sunday holy to honor the Lord's resurrection? Well, praise God for the resurrection of Jesus, because without it, we wouldn't have any hope of the future. But can we really honor God by disobeying him? What do you think? Can we honor God by disobeying, breaking one of his commandments? Not at all. What Bible text instructs us to keep Sunday holy in honor of Christ's resurrection? The fact is there aren't any texts that command us to do that. Jesus actually gave us baptism to commemorate his death, burial, and resurrection. I remember one time I presented the topic of the Sabbath, and there was a lady who went home. She called her pastor. She said, Pastor, where in the New Testament does it say that God has changed his holy day from Saturday to Sunday? And her pastor said, well, um, it's somewhere in the book of Acts. She said, where? What's the verse? I don't know. It's somewhere in the book of Acts. He said, but tell me, what, what text? He said, go read the book of Acts. You'll find it. She stayed up half the night that night, read the whole book of Acts. She couldn't find the text. She and her whole family changed over from keeping Sunday to keeping Sabbath, seventh-day holy. But just for the sake of the objections, let's consider some of the common questions that people ask. And we want to try to answer them. Here's one. Son, Aren't we under grace and not under the law? Well, we already looked at this last night. This is the common misunderstanding that comes from Romans 6, 14, and 15. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. People say, well, see, you don't have to keep the law anymore because you're under grace. But let's read the next verse. The apostle says, what then? What do I mean? Shall we sin? What is sin? Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Shall we sin? Shall we break God's law because we are not under the law but under grace? And then he says, God forbid. What should you tell a person that says we're not under the law but under grace? Well, you would say, especially if it's a preacher, you say, well, hallelujah. Tonight I'm going to go out and commit adultery, and this coming Sunday I'm going to steal some of the money out of your church. You'll find out very quickly, your preacher thinks you ought to keep at least nine of the Ten Commandments. Right. Now, someone else asks, can anyone really keep the Ten Commandments anyway? I remember I had a religious uh, leader come to me one time after this lecture. He said, nobody can keep the Ten Commandments. I said, which one are you breaking? I said, I'll bet you're stealing money from your church. That's why you say you can't keep the Ten Commandments. He said, I don't steal. I said, there's one you're keeping. I said, I'll bet you're having an affair with some woman in your church. That's why you say you can't keep the commandments. He got mad at me. He said, I'm faithful to my wife. I said, there's two you're keeping. We went right down the list. He got madder every moment. The one commandment he was not keeping was the Sabbath. 
And so he says, yeah, nobody can keep the Ten Commandments. What does Jesus actually say? Well, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Is he telling us to do something that's not possible? Well, it's not possible in our own strength. But with God, all things are possible. That's right. And you can read the words of the wise man, Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Mark this in your notes. The wise man says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Here's what Paul said, 1 Corinthians 9, or 7 rather, 1 Corinthians 7, 19. Circumcision is nothing uncircumcision is nothing, doesn't matter, but the keeping of the commandments of God. That's what's important, Paul is saying. Here's from St. John, 1 John 2, 3 and 4. St. John says, And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a, what? I is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But another common question, somebody says, shouldn't we keep the Lord's Day? Well, which day is the Lord's Day? Let's let the Lord answer for us. Jesus says, Matthew 12, 8, for the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath day. And another text, Isaiah 58, 13, God says, if you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, God calls the Sabbath his holy day, and he asks us not to trample on it. For example, if we brought in a Filipino flag here, put it on the ground, and trampled all over it, what would that indicate? Well, that would indicate disrespect. And God says not to trample on his holy day, his Sabbath. Get your foot off of my holy day, God says. Stop breaking the Sabbath. So you see which day is God's holy day. Now someone says, someone asks, was the Sabbath commandment reconfirmed, reestablished in the New Testament like all the other nine commandments? Well, son, it was. And let's prove that from Jesus himself. This is from Matthew 24, 20. You want this one in your notes. Matthew 24, 20, Jesus says, But pray you that your flight be not in the winter, neither on, on which day? Sabbath. On the Sabbath day. Jesus is looking 40 years into the future when Jerusalem would be destroyed by the Roman armies. That would be 70 AD. That's when Jerusalem was destroyed. So he tells his followers, You pray from now until then, the next 40 years, Pray that you not have to flee Jerusalem in the winter. That would be cold problems in the winter. Or on the Sabbath day. Any other day would be all right to flee Jerusalem on. But the Sabbath, pray you not have to do it on that day. Jesus evidently expected his followers to be keeping the Sabbath at least 40 years after his resurrection. It was 40 years later when Jerusalem was destroyed and they were able to flee Jerusalem on a Wednesday. They prayed, and so God answered their prayer. Something else. There is only one commandment that Jesus specifically told his followers to keep after the cross, and that is the Sabbath. Now, of course, he wants us to keep all ten commandments, but this is the only one that he specifically told his followers to keep after the cross. 
Matthew 24, 20, and Matthew 24 has a dual application that applies to we living at end time. Well, son, did Christ's followers keep the Sabbath after the cross? Yes, they did. Let's go read Acts 13, verse 14. Acts 13, 14 says, But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidia and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. This is, of course, referring to Paul and his evangelistic team. What day? Sabbath day. Sabbath. Let's drop down the same chapter. You're taking notes. Acts 13, 42. It says, When the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, that was the church then, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them when? Next the next Sabbath. Some people say, well, Paul preached on Sabbath because he was preaching to Jews. Well, here's the Gentiles. Why didn't Paul tell the Gentiles, well, you come tomorrow, Sunday, I'll preach to you on Sunday? That's not what happened. Because you read in verse 44, it says, And the next Sabbath... Day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we got all of Manila out to hear the word of God? Couldn't fit them here in the cinema, of course. But something else worth noting. Verse 43 says, Paul and Barnabas persuaded them to continue in what? In the grace of God. Grace saved New Testament Christians Keeping what day? Keeping the Sabbath holy. Acts 17, verse 12. We can read here about the example of the Apostle Paul. And Paul, it says, as his manner or his habit was, went in unto them and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the Scriptures. You can find 84 Sabbath meetings recorded in the New Testament. 84. But there is only one record of a meeting that occurred on Sunday. We're going to look at that tomorrow night. You don't want to miss it. Here are the Sabbath facts in the book of Acts. The Sabbath was kept holy, first of all, in Antioch, Acts 13, 42 to 44. It was also kept holy in Philippi, Acts 16, 13. It was kept holy in Thessalonica, Acts 17, 2 to 4. And it was kept holy in Corinth, Acts 18.4. So we see the Sabbath kept holy all through the book of Acts, throughout the New Testament world. They kept the Sabbath as their holy day. From Adam to Moses, all God's true faithful followers kept his Sabbath. From Moses to Jesus, all God's followers kept the Sabbath. Jesus kept the Sabbath. The apostles all kept the Sabbath, and you are in good company when you keep the Sabbath. Yes, and we're going to keep it even in the new heavens and the new earth. Let's read that from Isaiah 66, 22 and 23. Mark that. Isaiah 66, 22 and 23 says, For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, that's from month to month, and from one, what? Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. Since the Sabbath was kept holy in Eden before sin entered the world, since it will be kept holy in the new world, restored, 
Don't you think it would be good to begin keeping the Sabbath now? I would think so. There's actually a blessed rest promised to those who choose to keep the Sabbath. Some people say, oh, Sabbath, that's a sign of work. Uh-uh. The Sabbath is not a sign of works unless you think you can earn your salvation by keeping the Sabbath. You can't earn your salvation by keeping any one of the Ten Commandments. Right. The Sabbath is a sign of rest. Notice Hebrews 4, verses 3 and 4. This is way over in the New Testament. Hebrews 4, 3 and 4. For we which have believed, this is for the believer, do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. What rest is God referring to here, son? Well, let's read on. For he spake in a certain place of the which day? Seventh day. Of the seventh day on this wise. And God did rest the seventh day from all his works. That's the fourth commandment. Here you find evidence for the Sabbath way down near the end of the New Testament. And then the Bible tells us in Hebrews 4, 9, there remains therefore a rest. And the original word, the margin will read, a keeping of Sabbath to the people of God. A newer version says, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. So the Sabbath rest remains. God never changed it. Jesus never changed it. None of the apostles changed it. So who changed it? Who changed the Sabbath? That's a big question. Well, the simple answer is misguided men. But we'll take more time to answer that tomorrow night. Jesus says in John 14, verse 15, what does he say? Let's read it all together tonight. If, if you, you love, love me, me, keep my commandments. commandments. Why should we keep the commandments? Love him. Why should we keep the Sabbath? Because we love him. Let me illustrate. There's a picture of my sweetheart 27 years ago. She said yes when I asked her if she would marry me. And her birthday is October 3. Before I met Sandra, October 3 meant nothing. Just a date. But when I came to know Sandra and I got interested in her as a lady, I learned her birthday was October 3. Suddenly... October 3 became very special. Why? Because it belonged to a special woman that I was in love with. And it's the same with the Sabbath. Before I knew Jesus as my personal Savior and friend, the Sabbath meant nothing to me. It was just another day to work or play, do whatever I wanted to do. But when I accepted Jesus as my Savior, I saw that he had a special day that he had commanded me to set aside, sort of like a date with Jesus. And I started keeping the Sabbath, not to earn salvation, but because I love the Lord of the Sabbath, Jesus Christ. But Father, what about those people that died and never kept the Bible Sabbath? Are they lost? The answer is no. There will be many people in heaven that never kept the Sabbath holy, never knew about the Sabbath. But at the time of the end, what happens? All it shall increase. I'm amazed how many people already know what I, we've shared with you tonight. Some of you, this might be new. But some of you, you may have already known that the Sabbath really is God's holy day. I presented this topic some years ago in a small town in America. And after the lecture, 
I learned that there were five different Sabbath-keeping churches in that one little town. They were doing it because it's what the Bible teaches. These were different churches, different groups, different denominations, all striving to obey God because they love God. And if you want to read more about the Sabbath, you can visit our Amazing Facts website, sabbathtruth.com. You can learn what it is, when it is, and a host of other facts about the Sabbath. Saturday, we've discovered tonight, is the Lord's Day, the true Lord's Day, according to the Bible. Now, we want to illustrate this for you tonight. You've probably been wondering what these seven jars are up here. We're going to let these seven jars represent the seven days of the weekly cycle. And as you look at these seven jars, they all look alike. People say that a day is a day. Every day is the same. And we know that God did certain things on certain days. God created on the first day. He created on the second day. He created on the third day. And on the fourth day. He created things on the fifth day. On the sixth day, of course, is when he created man. But when God came to the seventh day, we're going to let that seventh jar there represent the seventh day, the Sabbath. God did some special things on the seventh day. What, was, what, what did God do? God rested on the seventh day. So, son, what do you got in that bag to symbolize that God rested on the seventh day? What is that? That's a lemon. So we're going to put in a little bit of citrus, a little bit of lemon to symbolize that God rested on the Sabbath. There it goes. You like lemon? Lemonade? Put it all in there. Oh, yeah, that looks good. Now you can begin to see there's a little difference between the days of the week. It looks different anyway. But God did more than just rest on the Sabbath. What else did God do? God blessed the Sabbath day. So, son, what do you got in that bag to symbolize God blessed the Sabbath day? What's that? That's 100% apple juice from happy day. And the Sabbath is a happy day. So we're going to put in some apple juice from happy day to show that God blessed the Sabbath. Ooh. Now it's looking more different. You can see a difference between Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the seventh day, the Sabbath here. But God did more than rest on the Sabbath. He did more than bless the Sabbath. What else did God do? He sanctified the Sabbath, or he hallowed it. He set it apart as a holy day. What do you have in that bag, son, to show that God sanctified the Sabbath? What is that? Welsh's grape juice, 100% vitamin C enriched, straight from Save More. Mmm. Now, take a look at that. I have a simple question for you folks that are watching. Can you see any difference between Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the Sabbath. Can you see any difference? 
You ought to taste the difference. That's delicious. I've been waiting for this all night long. This Sabbath thing is so good. It's such a blessing. I got to share it. I tell people you don't know what you're missing until you experience the Sabbath. When you set aside the seventh day for rest, for worship, you experience God's blessings in ways you never had before. Some of you are thinking, well, that looks good, Pastor. That looks good, preachers. But I have to work on the Sabbath. What am I supposed to do? Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 37, verse 33, rather. Matthew, Matthew 6, verse 33. Let me just uh, turn my clicker back on here. Matthew 6, verse 33, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When you choose to obey God, you're putting God first in your life. Go to your employer, thousands of people have done this, and say, I've been studying the Bible, and I've discovered that God's holy day is on Saturday, from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's holy time. God has commanded me not to work on his holy day. I'll work late in the evening, all week. I'll work on holidays. Whatever, how can we arrange my schedule so that I can obey God? Thousands of people have done this. God helps them to arrange their schedule so they have Sabbaths free. Some people, they lose their job. And you know what God always does? He gives them another job, and it's usually a better job. You don't lose when you put God first. Seek ye first, Jesus said. Jesus said, let's read it all together tonight, John 14, 15. If, if you, you love, love me, keep my commandments. commandments. How many of you here tonight love Jesus? Let me see your hands. Would you like to ask Jesus for his grace and help to keep his commandments? If that's your decision, let me see your hands. Tonight. All ten of them. Amen. There is hope for you, the Sabbath is God's day of rest. There is hope for you. It is of all the week the best. There is hope for you. The Sabbath God himself has blessed. And there is hope in Christ for you. There is hope for you. The Sabbath marked this earth's start. There is hope for you. In Bible times it was ever set apart. There is hope for you. In the new earth it will not depart. So there is hope in Christ for you. Jesus says, what's he say? If you love me, what? Keep my commandments. Let's tonight pray that he help us to keep his commandments holy. Let's stand as we end with prayer tomorrow night. Don't miss tomorrow night. We're going to look at the arguments from the Sunday churches about Sunday, why we should keep it. You don't want to miss tomorrow because we're, we're going to look at the other side of the picture and answer those unanswered questions that still might be in your mind. Tomorrow night, $10,000 for a missing Bible text. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us the Sabbath. It's a day of rest. 
day with you. We pray that you would help us to taste and experience the blessings that you have put inside your holy day. We love you, Jesus. We ask you to help us to keep all ten commandments out of our love for you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.